You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're helping you step in to your leadership role. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What, what? What, what? Thank you so much for tuning in, hanging out. Hope you're doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am excited. I'm loving these questions we're getting from our members. Yeah, we're getting a lot of questions from our members inside the Business by Design community. We have one today that we're going to be going into in a moment. This is all around leadership. Mm -hmm. Leadership is that topic that is like the forgotten stepchild of business because people are like, well, just tell me how to make money and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's 4,000 books on leadership and, and Amazon, but people are like, oh, I'll do that later. And that's not important. And it is absolutely important. But James, I don't have a team yet. So I don't even know. No, you are leading yourself. You're leading your family. You are leading your community. You're leading your customers. And yes, you're leading a team. And if you have not embodied and understood leadership and stepped into it, and really that is the word embody, be leader, then it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to be a challenge because your audience, your potential customers need you to lead them. They do. Why aren't they buying? Because, you know, you're not leading them. Why don't I have any more followers? Followers follow leaders. leaders. This is so important. This is so important. And you're not going to read a book, Leadership Secrets. You're not going to listen to this episode, sorry to say. And at the end of it, you're like, whoa, I am a leader. It's going to take something from you. So let's get into our question. Hi, James. My name is Jane Vellante, and I am wondering what your best advice is on how to develop really good leadership skills. Thank you. All right. That was from Jane. Thank you, Jane, for the question. Now I'm going to tweak some things a little bit because people are looking at leadership as a skill. And yeah, there are some skills that leaders have, but leadership is a way of being. Mm -hmm. So for example, in a relationship, if I say, you know, your relationship with your spouse is going to thrive when there's so much more love, you wouldn't say, can you give me some love skills? I mean, there might be some skills, but we're not going to go there. Jeez. Jeez. But you wouldn't say I need love skills, right? You say, how do I be more love? How do I come with more love? How do I open my heart more and radiate that love, right? Love is a way of being. Mm -hmm. Leadership is a way of being. And that's the problem is people are learning all these skills and concepts, but still not embodying and being the leader that they are. There are leadership styles, different leadership styles. And you can say, hey, I don't like that leadership style. That's fine. Uh, that's not me. Or I don't want to follow that type of leadership style as a team member, whatever. That's fine. But a leader is a leader is a leader. And you're either being a leader or you're not. 
And so what we want to talk about is, yeah, we'll talk to about a little skills, but we want to talk about being a leader. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about you as a leader. Okay. That's a biggie. There's a real big one. I'm going to talk about the first thing. This is the most important one. And again, this is what I've said for a long time. This is the forgotten stepchild. Vision. All leaders have vision. They have a vision. And the degree in which you have clarity of vision and faith in the vision is the degree in which you will demonstrate leadership. Mm-hmm. That's it. We can just end it right there. We don't need to keep talking. I think also just to add there, the ability to communicate your vision. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can't communicate your vision if you don't see it, if you're not being it. And that's the thing is that leaders have a vision and they live from the vision. It's like, I'm not here. I'm over in my vision. I'm in the future and I'm there. It's done. And then I'm going to come back to you and share with you what I see, what I found, what, what I've discovered there. And you just don't see that with a lot of people. You know, they're, they're lost. They're confused. They, they, I don't know what to do. I'm, you know, and yeah, we all have lack of, I don't know what to do, but I know where we're ending up. Mm-hmm. I know where we're going to be. And I know it without a shadow of a doubt. There is an absolute direct correlation with embodying leadership, your ability to embody leadership and how much you are living from that vision living from it, being the vision, you become the vision. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you bring it back, then you start communicating it and communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people are gonna be like, you're crazy, you're nuts. But for some reason, I can feel that you believe it so much that I'm willing, you know what? Like you have so much faith in this that I'm gonna have some faith in you. Mm -hmm. That's leadership. You know, people think leadership is just a bunch of skills like, if I talk really loud and fast or whatever, you know, or if I have all the answers. No, but I love that Gandhi quote. Look, there go my people. I must follow them. I'm their leader. That's just a form of leadership, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, servant leadership, whatever. I today try to come to my team and they will attest to this and say, like, I don't know anything. So what do you guys think? You know, I want to listen and you tell me. I just know where we're going. I know what the final destination is and I want to hear, how do you guys think, right? What what am I missing, right? And a lot of ego is like, no, I have to have all the answers. I got to be the smartest person in the room and I got to just tell you what to do. That's just kind of like an ineffective manager and that's not a leader. Right, dictator. Here's all the things. Do, do, do. Listen to me. I know best, right? So you, You need to inspire your team or you get to inspire your team to jump on board with your vision mm-hmm. with you because all employees, whether they realize it now or not, just because they're not entrepreneurs, they're looking for a purpose as well. And they don't mm. want to be, most people, 99% of people I would say don't want to be just checking off to-do lists unless that gives them fulfillment and purpose. They're looking for a mission and a vision to attach onto, especially during these uncertain times. Absolutely. And that's the most important thing. You know, like I said, we can just end it here. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So do you have a vision? No, well... No wonder people aren't following you. And the same goes for your audience. Like when you show them like, this is what I see for our space, our industry, for us, for you. That's a vision. Mm -hmm. And they'll feel it. It's something they feel into because they see how well you see it. And you get to pass that on to them. 
So are you communicating that vision? Are you living from that vision? Are you with such level of faith and certainty? You're there. It's done. It's just time. It's the only thing getting in the way. It doesn't matter time. You know, that's power. That's that certainty. So that's the first one. That's a big one. The next one is we don't see. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have you go to yours. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. The next one that I'm really passionate about is living your core values. Now, if you're a member of Business by Design or another one of our communities, you know the importance of having core values and you can go through that process, whether in our program or something like Traction. But whether or not you have formal core values, you have some sort of expectation on how you'd like others to work for you or how you'd like to experience others. So the most important thing there is in order to receive what you're looking for, you have to be the pure demonstration of that. So if you have core values like integrity, for example, are you being in integrity 100% of the Mm -hmm. time as the visionary as the leader of that company, because if you are not, there is no way that you can expect others to, because they are looking to you as the example of what that core value looks like. These core values are descriptors of ways of being. So we're not talking about, you know, people say like, aren't you supposed to hire people that like complement your weakness and stuff? It's like, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about core competencies, Mm -hmm. like things like effective communication, Mm -hmm. drive, getting the job done you know, mental, emotional maturity, which we're going to talk about and things like integrity. And, you know, when you're really clear on those core values, this is like, this is what's expected. And this is how people need to show up, Mm -hmm. but they're only going to show up to the degree in which you, as you said, show up doing that yourself. And that's a really important one. And so you need to get really clear what are our core values. Mm -hmm. And we can move away from that because people don't, most people don't understand core values, right? And don't think it's important. We've told our mastermind members, and they get it for the most part, most of them do, that as soon as you start building a team, nothing is more important than vision and values. Mm -hmm. Nothing is more important because the vision is the where and the values is the how. Where are we going and how are we getting there come from the values. Mm -hmm. And people just think it's for some like, corporate back room, you know, placard that gets covered in dust that no, nope, 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 nope. So it's who do we need to be to get to the vision Mm -hmm. and whatever those answers are, what qualities, characteristics, and ways of beings does everyone on our team need to embody in order to get to the destination? When you take the time and oh, is this going to take you five minutes? No, but we're telling you how important this is. So you can sit there and say, I don't agree. It's not that important. Well, when you're making millions of dollars, then you can take your own advice on this. Yeah. But that's the thing is people say, I don't think these things are important, but then they don't have the results that they want. And I'm telling you, what I have discovered the hard way is so many of the things that you don't think are important are important. And so many things you think are important aren't. Yeah. And this is one of them. When you get clear, like right in front of you, what are the core characteristics, ways of beings, qualities, attributes that will be required of your team to get your team, you and your team to where you want to be. When you identify those, when you describe those, when you created definitions for those, Mm -hmm. it's up to you to live them and embody them every day. And you either are or you're not. Exactly. And values are great because not only do, well, here's the thing is part of being a leader is empowering others. Core values empower your team to make decisions on your behalf Mm -hmm. from your vision. So if you aren't clear on your vision, you aren't empowering your team to use your core values, 
from the place of getting mm -hmm. to your vision, then you're not only wasting your team's potential, but mm -hmm. you're also adding a whole bunch of stress onto yourself for you to be the sole decision maker in your business. Absolutely. We have countless examples of team members who they couldn't get a hold of us or, you know, they just decided I'm going to answer this question on my own or this dilemma or problem. And mm -hmm. they used a core value to access it. Mm -hmm. Coming from a place of integrity, how would I respond? Or, you know, for, as someone who gets done, which is one of our core values, what would I do here? Mm -hmm. And the core values manage them much more than we have to. And there is a big difference between leading and managing, right? Mm -hmm. And the leading is so much about vision and values. And as a digital CEO, that's your number one job. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And yeah, but just how do I do a webinar? There's more important things, but. Yeah. And as a digital CEO, one of the most powerful things that you can do is develop leaders within your company. Oh, that's huge. Once you develop that and embody that and begin to master that, the next iteration, yeah, is to create leaders within your company. Mm -hmm. That's real. When you create leaders, oh my gosh, it's so good. When you can create leaders because they've learned from you and now they're empowered to be a leader as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Because that's what the questions people answer too is like, I don't want to manage all these people and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you're going to have to get some other leaders in there right. that can do that, that don't need you holding their hand every day. Exactly. Next one we're going to talk about is really a skill and a way of being at the same time. And this is really huge communication. You know, we've talked about this a little bit, but most people suck at communicating. And I don't know if I was naturally good at it or got better at it, but you'll have to develop skills of effective communication if you want any management, leadership, or thought leadership type role. Mm -hmm. And most people don't. Most people can't. But it's a skill to be able to take what's going on inside of your head and using blah, 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 talking, talking, symbols, words, sounds, noises, and get it into somebody else's head where they go, oh, I get it. It's a skill. And here's, I'm going to give you some tips. The first foundational step to effective communication is taking full 100% responsibility for all communication. In other words, you can go around and say, well, she didn't listen. Okay. She didn't understand. Right. That's not you taking full responsibility for the communication that transpired. Saying what you say to that person and then not moving on until you know, without a shadow of a doubt that it landed, that they got it, that they understand it. Then we move on. Okay. Does that make sense? Let me know. Like, do you know that they got it? And if you don't know, it's like, oh, I don't think they're getting it. Oh, but that's not my problem. I okay. said it. I'm whatever. No, that's on you. When you take 100% responsibility for all communication, every word that comes out of your mouth, that it, that it lands for that individual that you're speaking to, like someone on your team, you will get so much better at communication because you will see where something is lost in translation because there's always something lost in translation. I think that's a huge mistake that we make that we think that people are just going to automatically understand everything that we say, the way it came out of our mouth and was in our mind, and they're just going to get it completely. Especially if we're communicating only on things like Slack or your project oh, yeah. management software and you're not face-to-face -face and yeah, yeah, there's no tonality. Yeah, you, didn't, you, you put all that other stuff that people just don't, they don't get that like when it's, you know, it's in text or Slack, like 90% of communication is nonverbal. Mm -hmm. So like they're not getting all the, you know, subtle nuances of what you're communicating. And then you're not taking responsibility for it. 
and communication is going to go down the tube. Here's another powerful tool that I use all the time because I know we have a lot of women that are afraid of, I don't want to be bitchy because I'm asking someone to do something. So everything is about expectations and requests. Okay. So here's what happens. People have expectations. A lot of these expectations are not communicated. So you have expectations of your team. They have expectations of you and no one's communicating these expectations. And so then what we have is disappointment and blame. So, well, I'm expecting this from her, right? And then that doesn't happen. So you're disappointed. And then, you know, you don't blame yourself because the brain doesn't like to, the ego doesn't want to point at yourself. So you point at them. We blame them, we make them wrong, you resent them, you get angry at them, you get emotional, all that type of stuff comes up. And this just destroys the relationship, destroys communication, goes down the tube. Why? All because you had expectations. Expectations that were never communicated. How was that person supposed to know that they were supposed to do the thing that they were supposed to do when you never communicated? And then just, tears everything apart. So be mindful of what you expect of others that has never been, well, they should just know. No, they shouldn't. Why would you do that to yourself? Because you're the one that's going to go through all the suffering, Exactly. right? So communicate your expectations. And one of the best ways that we can do anything and everything is through the power of making a request. Don't tell people what to do. Make a request. That's such a simple thing. Request. Jilly. I am requesting blank, right? I'm requesting that we do 10 episodes today and we batch this and you, you know, do this part and I'll do that part, Mm -hmm. okay? She's either gonna say yes or no. I accept or I reject, right? Or maybe she comes back with a compromise. Mm, What if we do it like this, right? So she's making like a counter request, okay? So I've made a request and you can just say that. I am requesting. I have a request. So simple. Okay, it's not telling people what to do. It's not saying, I'm the boss, you need to listen to me. It's like, hey, I got a request. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait until you, okay, what is it? I, you know, okay, oh, they're paying attention. Ba ba ba. This is something I learned long ago too. This is really helpful, is the power of why. Okay, you'll notice I do this all the time with people, like on the team especially. I especially do it with my Airbnb team because it's so new that I really want them to know why. So, instead of telling people what to do and just telling them what to do or making a request and just making the request, I always share why I'm asking them to do the thing they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I learned this the hard way. We did a launch years ago and I'm on vacation after the launch, little celebratory vacation. And I hired my sister to handwrite thank you cards for everybody. Okay. And we had like 350 customers. So she starts writing, her hand starts hurting and she's like, this is taking way too long. And she comes to me, sends me a text or some email or something, all excited. She goes, James, I found a company that you just write it once on your computer and the software will print it onto cards. So it's only a couple dollars and it was gonna be done in a day and it's so easy and it just mails them out directly. It's kind of like, you're welcome. And she did it without saying it, right? I already knew those things existed and she did it and that's not what I wanted. And I was with a buddy of mine. He's like, you know why she did that instead of handwriting it? And I go, no, please. Why did you do that? And he's like, because you didn't ever tell her why you wanted them handwritten. And you guys listening, because you guys have had that experience where you get a card and you're like, oh, this is so, oh, it's just printed. It doesn't have the special feel. Mm -hmm. I wanted that. I wanted someone from our team who took the time to write it with real ink on a pen to paper 
did the work. Use their name, not just a generic saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Made it custom to them, right? But I didn't say that to her. So she thought she was doing a good thing by finding a company that just prints them. Mm-hmm. So today, every chance I get when I ask someone to do something or make a request, I always tell them why. Yes, I do that too. The other thing that I do is, which is kind of along the same lines, is I kind of explain my thought process mm-hmm. behind coming to that decision. It's the or, same thing. Yeah, even if it's not, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. it could be, you know, how I decided on whether or not to do a post or, mm-hmm. you know, send an email, something mm-hmm. like that. What's the reason behind your decision? You know, like, hey, will you go buy this bottle of wine for me real quick? Okay, right? This just offers nothing. Mm-hmm. But if I said, hey, there's a special guest coming into town and they're gonna be here for a week because it's their wedding anniversary and I really wanna do something special for them. Will you go get them a bottle of wine? What a difference. Yeah. We just created context exactly. for it, which is at a micro level, getting them back on board with the vision. Cause it's like, here's the role that this specific action plays towards the vision. Mm-hmm. And we have a metric for for Monica in the Airbnb business, which is her number one thing is the reviews. The outcome is every day with every property, five-star reviews. So everything is around that vision. I wanna have a hundred five-star reviews for every property. That's our vision right now. Mm -hmm. I want this to be the perfect thing for everybody. So if I say something, it's connected back to that. It's like, hey, this person's coming in for this and I want them to arrive with this really cool thing. Can we get a cake for them? And we've done little things like Mm -hmm. that. It's actually been her very proactive about those things. But if I asked her or someone like that to do that, I would tell them why. So going back to this, so powerful, communication, making requests. So someone's going to say yes or no, and then one of three things is going to happen. So, Julia, I'm requesting that you're here at 9 a.m. tomorrow to start recording. She's going to say yes. Okay, so then one of three things is going to happen. She's going to do it. She's going to not do it. Yeah, right? (laughs) She's gonna sleep in, she's not doing it. So do it, not do it. And then there's the third one, which is where they start to do it and then they stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Hey, every week I want you to do this. Check in with me and tell me what you did. They start doing it and they stop, okay? So those are your three options. So if they do it, it's groovy. Oh, they're doing what we requested. Awesome, nothing to deal there, right? If they don't do it, we have to have another conversation. If they do it and then stop doing it, we have to have another conversation. And it goes back to a simple conversation of the integrity, which we've talked about. I hope so at this point, we've talked about it. Hey, Julie, last week we had a conversation. I made a request to do X, Y, Z. You said yes to that request, right? Mm -hmm. And then you didn't do that. And when in your communication, when you can first, instead of blaming her, you're a liar, you suck, whatever. That's what people do. They judge other humans. Instead, I get curious first about what happened. I try to blame the process, not the person. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask, what happened there? Did I not communicate effectively? Was there something I messed up on? Like what got in the way of you, you know, not being your word about that? You know, oh yeah, you know, like something tragic happened, blah, blah, blah. Okay, totally. You know, that makes a lot of sense. So moving forward, I want to make that request again. Is that something you can comply to? Yes. Okay, great. Boom. This is too simple for people, but people don't do this. It's so, so simple. Get rid of expectations that you're not communicating or communicate those expectations, create requests. 
be in communication and live from that core value of integrity mm -hmm. and you're going to do great, but you have to develop effective communication tools and that takes being responsible for the communication. Now let's talk about the, the monkey. monkey. <laughs> this we got from One Minute Manager, One Minute Manager, which is a great, super fast read. The original. Yes, the, the original the copy. Ken Blanchard, is it? Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a great book and a great book to pass along to your team that you're hoping to become leaders as well once you've really, you know, embraced it. But it's the concept of the monkey. And basically what it is, is you assign or make a request of your team to do something or someone, you know, that you are leading. And you might have the experience of them coming back to you with a question, right? And what that is, is them bringing what we call the monkey back to you. They're coming to you to basically solve their problem and do the work for you. Yeah, they're leaving the problem on your plate. Exactly. It's like the monkey is what they kind of symbolize in the book as like the issue, the problem, mm -hmm. the challenge, you know? Exactly, well, kind and of where they get stuck. Where they get stuck. Mm -hmm. So Quote someone unquote. comes to you is like, well, I'm stuck here, blah, 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 blah. And so what they're trying to do is give you the monkey. Exactly. And when you imagine it that way, and it's that's what's really powerful mm -hmm. about it. When you look at your, anytime your team comes to you with a question or a thing or blah, 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 you want to see, are they just trying to give me the monkey? Exactly. Are they trying to get me to solve this? And so then it becomes, how do I make sure that they leave the office or leave the interaction or the call with, monkey. with that monkey? Mm -hmm. Because what most people do that aren't leaders is they just solve the problem. They yeah. just come to the rescue. Right. Which not only takes you away from your leadership, but also- Makes them dependent on, on you. you. Mm -hmm. And also disempowers them from finding the solution yep. for themselves. Exactly. So yes, it's not about answering the questions mm -hmm. for your team. It's about showing them that they have the answers within themselves yeah. and where are they getting stuck in doing so. Yeah. So we'll just come with it and it can get annoying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's good. It should be. Yeah. So figure it out yourself. Yeah. It's like, should I do this or this? It's like, what do you think? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. It's like, well, what do you think is the best answer? Or wait a second, stop. Have you already come up with a possible solution to this? Mm -hmm. No? Great. Exactly. Let me know once you do. Don't right. come back in until you have three possible solutions. Great example, Josh did this when we had a mastermind that was in a, a venue that was like half outdoors. Mm -hmm. And California, we were like, what are the chances it's going to rain? February rain. Pfft, come on. <laughs> like New Year's Day, it's like 75 beach, <laughs> beach sunny, you know, summer. And so, come on, we're going to be fine. And it's pouring. Mm-hmm. And our mastermind is coming in. Some people are already in and it starts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's the day before the event. It's the first event of the year and it's pouring. And he calls me up, tells me the scenario and he goes, I already have three solutions. Mm -hmm. And I said, great, let me hear them. Here's my three options on what we can do to solve this. And I forgot if we went with one of his. We did. Okay. Yeah. So there was like, all right, we can try to rainproof it a bit. Mm -hmm. That was one of the options. You can uh, switch venues. Switch venues. Mm -hmm. There was and another option. Oh, move it to another room that was a smaller oh, right. room mm -hmm. that wouldn't have fit everybody. So we actually switched venues. Yep. We last minute rented out another mm -hmm. venue down the street and moved everyone there for a day and then yeah. whatnot. So we figured people wouldn't want to be cold mm -hmm. and wet. Exactly. So that was a beautiful example of him holding on to the monkey, keeping the monkey for himself mm -hmm. while still, still operating. Coming with guidance and get, let me get your approval exactly. on which is the one that you think we should do. And I great. can't express how important it is to train your team to be resourceful and come to you with potential solutions mm -hmm. because for so many reasons, but the number one, it'll save everyone's energy. Yeah. It basically gives context to the situation because mm -hmm. it's like, what have you already tried? 
And what do you think will work moving forward versus going through that whole rigmarole? It's like, well, you did you do this? What about this? Mm-hmm. Have you tried this? It just saves everyone time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've um, reprimanded, I don't know, disciplined team members in the past that just come asking way too many questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they like can't do something for themselves or too afraid to make a mistake. And that's a that's a behavior that you're going to need to coach your team on. And if they keep doing that, that's not a good thing. It's really not like, uh, I'm. what do I do here? What do I do here? What do I do here? Yeah. And it's like, you're going to have to learn to figure some things out and not be afraid to make a mistake. Right. And you are going to have to, you know, be mindful of the behaviors of your team because this is such a new industry and some of your employees might be so indoctrinated in the old corporate world. You know, you just you clock in, clock out. This is your daily schedule that you have to do. And, and in this world, it's not necessarily like that. It's very ebb and flow. It's very project based. And there's not necessarily in many roles within these types of businesses. It's not really like a day to day. Doing same the same thing, thing exactly. every day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it takes a little bit more of your team to have their own personal responsibility yeah. and leadership within themselves so they can be productive and impactful in your business. Absolutely. And you know, you deserve that. I think (laughs) one of the things I notice a lot of our master members deal with is they don't think they deserve great people or they don't think they exist or whatever. And it's like, you deserve nothing but the best. And if, even if you don't think so, your clients deserve it. Exactly. Your clients deserve, you know, not only to follow a leader, but also for their leader to have the, you know, mental capacity Mm -hmm. to serve you at the highest capacity because they're not bogged down by doing all the busy work. They're hiring leaders to, so that they can be a better leader for you, for your people. hundred percent. Let's talk about the last thing, which is so many of our episodes are really about, but as a leader, you're going to need some level of mental and emotional maturity. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that are like, they cry in front of their team and look, I'm not, there's different types of crying, okay? I'm talking about the reactive victim mentality, emotional, can't keep it together. So people just kind of blanket crying is, crying isn't a bad thing, you know? No, I'm talking about when people just lose it in front of their team because of fear, they're scared, they don't have control, they're all over the place Mm -hmm. and you're just a mess. That can't happen because members on your team don't wanna be a part of that. They don't say, wow, this person, is gonna just take me to victory. Yeah, and remember, A players work for A leaders. Yeah, not B leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow because we've answered that question before, right? Mm-hmm. Is why is it so hard for me to find A players? Well, A players don't work for B leaders mm-hmm. and A players interview leaders before you ever get a chance to interview them. Exactly. So they're already out, mm-hmm. they're gone. So that's something to really look at. If you're having a hard time finding people, now you know why. And that's a hard, tough pill to swallow, but. Mm-hmm. You know, so taking responsibility. It's your company, it's your organization. And if you're going around blaming everyone and everything and and whatnot, you're not taking that level of maturity and responsibility. If you're just focusing on blame, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not a quality of leadership. Yeah. Wow, so great just to blame everyone and everything but themselves. Like owning that is important. I think another huge thing that I would really push people to be mindful of is actively showing your fear around money in what front you, of your team. What too, do you mean by that? As if you're, you know, you're worried about your oh, launch gosh. results because that's not going to create stability and safety for your oh, team yeah. because then they're going to just go jump to the conclusion mm-hmm. that, oh my God, this person might not be able to pay me. Exactly. <laughs> and I've heard people do that and mm-hmm. say like, oh, I don't know, I like literally say those words like, I don't know if I'll be able to pay you next exactly. month. What, you don't say that to your team, no, even if that were true. That. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, do it if you want, but don't expect them to then show up 110%. Absolutely not, because they don't want to put their best effort towards a failing project. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, again, that's what goes back to the vision. Mm -hmm. So you think this is going to fail, that the vision is you've created is a failed project or promotion. Exactly. None of this victim mentality, like the complaining and the blaming, you know, a lot of complaining. If you're just this always complaining, always blaming, always pointing fingers, and you're stuck in that victim mentality, that doesn't inspire leadership at all. No. And so you can't do that. So it does. This takes all, takes a level of mental, emotional maturity, emotional intelligence that most people aren't willing to give because Mm -hmm. it's easy to blame. It's easy to complain. It's easy to do all those things. So people do it all day long, Mm -hmm. but people don't follow that. They're not inspired to follow that type of person. Yeah. And because like you say all the time is your business is a direct reflection of you. So your degree of satisfaction with your business Mm -hmm. is a degree in which you are showing up as a leader. Mm -hmm. And the gap is what you need to step into. Yeah. Another big one with this is just understanding interpretations, right? You know, a lot of people are (laughs) the byproduct of their interpretations and they don't even know they're doing it. So everything that happens, everything everyone says or does or everything that happens or doesn't happen, they put a big fat meaning on it. Oh, I knew it. This is the end or, oh, this is not going to work or it means this or it means that or it means this and it means that. And they're usually pretty negative disempowering interpretations and meanings that just spirals people down. Mm -hmm. Like you do a launch and no one shows up. Oh, it means I'm not cut out for this. It'll never work. And then you spread that onto your team. Mm -hmm. I always, no matter what happens, I have to choose the most empowering meaning that is most connected to the vision and outcome. And then I have to let the whole team know that. Mm -hmm. I have to share that with the whole team. Guys, this happened, but it doesn't mean something bad. It doesn't mean this. It means it means this. And if you're not being that person that finds that new meaning, redefining that failure, Mm -hmm. right? Then everyone's gonna go to that worst case scenario. Everyone else on the team is gonna be, oh shit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because they see that you are. And you know, I've done so many episodes on this, but one of those interpretations is problems. Yeah. Problems don't exist as a fact, as reality. Problem in and of itself is a label, it's an interpretation. And if we just use that word for a moment, Every day, there are problems. Mm -hmm. Every single day. We are in the business of solving problems. And if you're just always like, oh no, a problem. And you have a total freak out meltdown every time there's a problem, you're not stepping into that leadership role. And it's time just to see that as I'm choosing to see what happened as a problem Mm -hmm. instead of anything else but it. Exactly. Stop labeling it a problem and just label it as it is. I've said this before, to the degree in which you can accept what is, is to the degree in which you have the power to do something about it. You call it a problem, you stay in the problem, right? You can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it, right? Einstein, right? And as we've talked about before, what can help a lot is as soon as you know that a problem exists, the solution exists as well. Exactly. It's duality, dualistic universe can't have up without down, so you can't have problem without the solution. But you're so busy going, problem, 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 help me, help me, help me, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, going back into that victim loop. You're never gonna tune to the solution. You're never going to realize that it's quite possibly an opportunity in what you think is a disguise. There's an opportunity to make a better Mm -hmm. process, make things easier, make things more effective. There's always an opportunity within the quote unquote problem. And the biggest problems we've had have led to the biggest breakthroughs and growth spurts in our businesses. Mm 
But that's because I had to sit there and say like, oh, good, something for me to learn, something for us to solve, fix, improve, whatever. And then boom. Wow. That was a lot in your face. Mm -hmm. Was it not? About leadership. It's just one of these topics that people in this industry are just really not talking about that much. And it's so important. Unfortunately, people that skipped over this because they're like, I just want to learn marketing or money or something like that. You're probably leaving a lot of money on the table by not stepping into your own leadership, Mm -hmm. your own style of leadership. I have my own style, but these things that we just talked about are all universal. Mm -hmm. But those people have left this episode. (laughs) So I'm preaching to the choir here. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Can I just dive a little bit deeper on the redefining Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Not only is this just redefining failure just for yourself, but redefining failure for your team. Yeah. As well, Mm -hmm. understanding that or having your team understand that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to try something and it not work. The biggest mistake that you can make is not trying anything at all. Not trying anything new, not thinking out of the box. Everyone wants to be on a winning team. Mm -hmm. So you got to find a way to show that no matter what happened, you're still winning. Exactly. That's up to you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're out. Right. And if they do try something new and you label it as a failure and you're you're just shut it down completely, they're going to be afraid to try something Mm -hmm. new again. Yes. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Really huge. You have to lead them through that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that mental, emotional maturity, then you can't lead and navigate somebody through their own interpretations, their own emotions. And, oh, I think this didn't do so good and I'm afraid and blah, blah, blah. You have to help navigate people through that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that yourself, how are you supposed to help your team do that? Exactly. So this is really big stuff here. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Jane, for the question. Great question. I always love talking about these things. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you guys are asking. Here's to you embodying more leadership, leading more people and living from your vision. Thank you. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.